You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Pop Culture Cosmos, the Lakers Fast Break, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please, please, please give us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Or when we're doing gaming streams, you want to send us out stars there. We truly appreciate it. Or if you can like, follow, share, or do anything else to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break and Pop Culture Cosmos, it is truly appreciated. I've got on a great guest today that has his own show that you also need to give five stars on Apple Podcasts because it is a tremendous show. He always has a lineup of great sports guests from all around the sports spectrum, not just one, not just two, but a whole bunch of sports from coaches to players to really just a lot of really great sports into, you know, influencers, uh, just a lot of great personalities that he has on the show. In fact, I'm going to show it out to everybody there on Facebook live. It is part of the believe podcast network. It is called the program. Very simple, straightforward. Usually you will see the PRO. All of that's capitalized usually, but right here on the believe podcast network, it is the program. And I'm talking to the awesome host today, it's JB Ellis, and I'll tell you what, JB, just great to have you part of the program. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks for inviting me on, Gerald. Oh, no, no problem at all. I just love having different guests. It's awesome to hear these type of different voices, especially as we get sports is pretty much back for the most part. It's great to see baseball, the NBA scrimmages are happening right and left. The NHL is also happening right about now. We see auto racing. We're seeing even 50-year-old Mike Tyson going back in the ring with 50-year-old Roy Jones Jr. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, a lot going on. It's kind of going to be kind of crazy coming through the month of August and September. Yes, yes. Uh, and it's going to be like with the NFL, and you have baseball, and you have NHL, and you have NBA all going on at the same time around that time. If all goes well, God willing, I'm telling you right now, it's going to be a lot of fun for sports fans to watch. How excited does that make you feel? I'm thrilled. I don't know how I'm going to be able to watch it all. That's what I'm trying to figure out. I mean, right now this week, we really have baseball that's center stage. You know, my Yankees had a shortened game yesterday, kind of fitting to start the season, you know, with the way. They, it... they look good. They look yeah. really good. Uh, I'm not going to, I'm not a Yankees fan, but I'm not a Yankees hater. Uh, I'm just going to tell you, I just, someone who has appreciated what the, the success similar to what I am as a Lakers fan. I mean, I love the Lakers, but the Lakers can be appreciated for what they've done. Same thing goes for the Yankees, but they've got a powerhouse team. And I know in LA, 
they've got a powerhouse team as well. So I'm hearing a lot of this Dodgers-Yankee talk, once again, bringing up those old World Series memories from the 70s. Yeah, that would be great to see. I thought we were going to get it last year, but it wasn't meant to be. You know, the Nationals and the Astros, you know, had a great postseason. It just never happened. It didn't materialize. But it was a great postseason. And, you know, we got another year now. We can at least have 60 games. Hopefully they could get through it. A little scary yesterday with some of the positive tests between Juan Soto and uh, Napoli, who's a coach with the Cubs. So we'll have to see what happens with that. I wanted to ask you this uh, before we head on back to basketball. With baseball is concerned, you mentioned the Astros, which has been a sore subject with a lot of non-Astro fans out there for the past couple of years. And as someone who obviously, from listening to your podcast, is someone very knowledgeable in the game of baseball, do you really, what, what should have baseball have done effectively to what's the situation going on with the past two years? Because, I mean, there's a lot of people talking about just strike those two from the record or give the Dodgers the, the, you know, the one of the world championships or, you know, however Houston, you know, you, you feel about how Houston played everything out with stealing a science and also Boston as well. I want to hear your thoughts as far as that's concerned, you know, coming from a true baseball fan. It's hard to just take away something that happened. I mean, it, it's not a true victory, even if we said, okay, let's give it to the Dodgers, you know, the year that they got beaten, it wouldn't make you feel any better. You know, it's we'll all remember it for what it was. You know, it was just an unfortunate thing. Hopefully it never happens again. But you can't do that. And, you know, I get in a way how Major League Baseball wasn't able to punish the players, because if you start punishing the players, no one's going to talk. Yeah. As a fan, it's hard to sit there and say, okay, well, they're all going to play now. And they kind of got off easy that there's no fans this season. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they respond to that. I know a lot of people were looking forward to going ahead and booing the yeah. Houston Astros when they would come to their town. And I know that's going to leave a mark. I mean, uh, I obviously hasn't left too much of a mark because people are excited for it because as I'm sure you saw in the news that their ratings for the first game with the Yankees was one of the highest rated games yeah. ever for, for a regular season game. So obviously there is not going to be a lingering effect from the Houston Astros. I think if there was no coronavirus, I think there would have been some kind of lingering effect as far as ratings are concerned. But people are just starved for sports right now, and they'll take anything they can get. Well, definitely. I mean, you have to remember, we haven't had real live sports in ages. It's been since March, you know, and I remember the last, pretty much the last game was uh, the St. John's game where they stopped it at halftime. Yeah. Um, So... You know, since then, we've all been waiting. And as long as they can do it safely, it's great. But, I mean, baseball's got problems, like I said, with a couple of guys that tested positive. So we're going to have to see what happens in the next week to make sure that nobody else comes down with anything. And then they have the issue with Toronto having to play. They're playing in Buffalo now, they decided today. So we'll see how that turns out. That was, to me, kind of surprising to see how the fact that that had not been solidified before the season started as far as a home for Toronto. I thought that was kind of I, – I put that ultimately in Major League Baseball's hands as far as not having that rectified to start a season without all of your teams having a set place to play. And even then, it, there's like you said, there's a lot of risk now involved because they're not in an NBA bubble, which we'll get into in a second with the NBA, but 
They're not in a bubble. And them, the NFL, and every other sport that is not in a self-contained, you know, for lack of a better term, bubble, it's going to be some very nervous times going forward. Yeah, I mean, I thought that, you know, they could have probably played in uh, New York City because we have the two stadiums. And if ever both teams were home at the same time, Philadelphia, Baltimore, they're all pretty close. So they could have moved them around if they were really unhappy with the facilities up at Buffalo. But that's where they ended up going. So, you know, hopefully the, they're able to make it work and it's, you know, successful for them. And after the really high numbers in the New York area of any place in the country, the New York numbers were going, you know, obviously very down a lot while others were rising. So your theory about everybody you know, c- coming from Major League Baseball and moving to those facilities, I think wouldn't have been such a bad idea because you do have obviously the places that you can house the players and can find them in a area that will keep them safe. Uh, I think that could have been a very good idea that would have been or should have been thought more thought out by Major League Baseball. And hopefully it won't come to, to fruition as far as your idea is concerned being the better option because that would mean that there's a probably – a team or teams that could be really stricken by the coronavirus. Exactly. And I mean, you know, I know that they, they had thought about playing at PNC park and, you know, the state of Pennsylvania turned that down, which I thought was interesting because the pirates play there. So you already have a team there. So I, I was a little confused by that, but you know, it is what it is. At least they have some place now they resolved it. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. <laughs> Just as the season starts. Yeah. That's great. That's major league baseball for you. But then again, all this pandemic, there's this been back and forth between the players and baseball. And as you know, it's just been not the most prettiest of things to watch. But when it comes to the NBA, they've been at least a little bit better as far as, for the most part, in agreement with each other on how they should move forward. And it's led to this quote-unquote bubble that we now have in Orlando. Your thoughts on the NBA presentation, the way it's structured, And do you have a lot more confidence in what you're seeing about the NBA going forward? Well, the NBA has a clear plan. I like the way that they've done it with the bubble. I always thought from the beginning that they have the smallest roster. So if any league could do it, that would be the the first league that should have started. You know, I think baseball still kind of rushed it to get what they got going. Um, But with the smaller rosters and they even cut out eight teams, so you know, you have a better chance of putting everybody together and the facility and being okay. The way they have everybody quarantined and they they seem to have done it right between running the test and doing everything. You can't leave the facility. They had a couple of guys that went to get delivery food. They had to get re-quarantined. So, you know, they're on top of everything, which is good. And it has been great to see so far, but I am a little bit concerned. And I'll say this. I know you've heard in the news as well, there's recent departures. Zion Williamson, Lou Williams today, Montrez Harrell, uh, there's other players, uh, Doc Rivers' son, uh, Austin Rivers, who has never seen a shot he hasn't liked out of the Houston Rockets. I thought he was going to prosper for a second and be the man, and he was willing to step up to the plate. I heard those comments last week when both James Harden and Russell Westbrook were out. Now the roles have reversed, and he's the one that's, that's out of the campus right now. Are you concerned about these players coming back in? And even though there are certain guidelines they have to meet, whether it is they test every day when they're out in, uh, outside of the bubble or they come ba- back in and serve a longer quarantine period, 
Are you concerned that there could be issues with that as far as bringing the coronavirus in? Because it looks like for now, the NBA has had a good handle on the situation. Well, definitely, you know, it brings up the risk factor. Um, Zion actually just got back tonight. I know it was on uh, NBA.com. Okay. So he's going through the quarantine now. Um, So that's good for the Pelicans because I know that the NBA really wants to see them make the playoffs. You know, that it's a huge name for them. Um, You know, he's their their rookie, basically. So they want to – they're doing everything in their power to try and get him in. And when he left, I'm sure that hurt their, their ultimate idea. Yeah. Um, but he did get back, which is good. Hopefully, you know, everything's okay with his family and, you know, he comes back and he's safe and he'll be of able course. to play. But, yeah, there's, there's been like four four guys that have left so far, and I didn't realize that Lou had left today. Yeah, but, Lou, you know, Lou Williams earlier today was reported, which is, again, for the Clippers fans out there, I'm not one of them, but I do appreciate NBA basketball. You don't want any excuses, whoever it is, if you're a, a Nuggets fan, if you're a Bucks fan, if you're a Lakers fan or whoever – of any team having any type of shorthandedness, being shorthanded in the playoffs. So you you don't want to see that per se. No, you want to beat the best team to prove you're the best, you know, all the time. So it, it definitely hurts. And, you know, the Clippers, I mean, they're down. Lou, uh, Montrell, and um, who else left? There was one other guy. Ivica Supox. Yeah. So, I mean, they're down three guys already. You know, so that's it's tough to have to get your team out there. I mean, they're so deep to begin with, but it's still going to hurt. Yeah, absolutely. And I I think right now they will be feeling it in the short term, whether or not it's going to be felt in the long term or in the playoffs. We'll have to wait and see. This is Raphael from NBA Draft Junkies dot com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Hey, Lakers fans looking for the best place to go for up to date news information original videos articles podcasts opinion pieces and discussions about the los angeles lakers well look no further than lakerholics.com with a legion of followers always there talking about everything lakers and the nba there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run so stop by and be part of the conversation today at lakerholics.com once again, I'm speaking to J.B. Ellis from the Pro, P-R-O, Graham. It's all one word, but the P-R-O is usually big on it. And you can catch, as everybody's seeing right now on Facebook Live, his awesome podcast on part of the Believe Podcast Network. It is the program. As you can see, there's a list of big-name sports personalities that are part of his podcast that go on as great guests. He's got from Larry Boa. He's got Carlos Arroyo, Andre Dawson. Ken, Kar- Ken Karash, the the voice behind the Oakland A's, Dave Sims, you know, just a, a, just a list of great sports personalities that you can go ahead and check out today. I hope you get a chance to, to listen to it and rate it five stars. It is the program. And JB, the NBA, like I said, is going through scrimmages right now. Kind of looks like EuroLeague meets the Summer League at times. But so far, I'm liking what I'm seeing. There is some rust. There is some awkwardness. There are a lot of turnovers, but still, I'm happy that basketball is back. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll take them a few games. I think by the time, you know, the, they get back to the regular season next week, the teams will be in a lot better shape. Still going to be issues with injuries. I had spoken to um, Coach Scott Fields, who used to work in Utah and Golden State, 
And, you know, he was saying, look for a lot of soft tissue injuries and things like that because guys aren't in shape, which makes sense. Hamstrings as well. Yeah. And that's uh, something, you know, they have to watch out for and, and stay on top of to the best yeah. of their ability. Because it's hard to keep in shape when you can't go anywhere. There's no gyms, you know. Absolutely. Uh, we have already seen an injury with the Lakers with the Rajon Rondo and the Indiana Pacers with DeMontis Sabonis, one of the rising young stars in the league, just hurt his foot and had to actually leave the bubble as well to have a foot specialist take a look at it. So that's uh, not great news as far as that's concerned so far. But then again, you usually would see that in a training camp, summer league type scenario, you're going to see some injuries. But like like you said, those soft tissues of injuries, the hamstring injuries, those little nicks and things that, that you get when you haven't played for a while, they're bound to happen. But one of the things I wanted to ask you in regards to the league as a whole is concerned is when we decide to crown an ultimate champion, and I'll get your thoughts on that here in a bit, are you going to go ahead in your mind, think of it as an asterisk as far as a strike against that particular champion, like let's say the lockout season? For me, I think in the reverse, I think under these difficult circumstances where there's no home and road team, where they're sheltered for three, three and a half months, I think that is going to take a special team to win the NBA Finals. I would love to hear your thoughts if you think the same or the opposite, because either way, I've heard those arguments for and against. I've always been a believer you can only play who you can play and play when you're scheduled to play. It's not your fault how the season uh, shakes out like a college football. You know, you have different teams that have different schedules. This is kind of the same thing. You know, if you win, you win. You know, you still have to end up beating the best to be crowned champion. So, you know, this is probably a more difficult situation than regular because you're leaving your family for an extended period of time if you get to the the championship. So it's not just an eight-game road trip for a couple of weeks. This is months if you make it to the championship. Absolutely. Yeah, in many ways, much more difficult. Exactly. So that's what I was thinking. Like you said, it's, it's, it's more difficult. You'll never get to see your family, at least until the second round of the playoffs, excuse me. And then you're also got those issues with just the detachment from everything as far as you would normally do in your normal everyday routine that you would normally have. So that's something that people need to go ahead and be aware of and be cognizant of that these these players. Yes, I know Stephen Adams said it's not Syria and it's it's a you know just a hotel resort but still you know these these guys are away from their families for three and a half months in some cases so that's going to be a very difficult thing to do and to be under the same type of circumstances where it's an even playing field i think that makes this championship a little bit sweeter and not even just away from their families they're away from their families at a tough time where you don't know if your family's safe if you know, they run across the wrong person and could get sick and you're not there to take care of them. So there's a lot, I'm sure, going through these guys' minds. Exactly, exactly. I couldn't agree with you more on that. And speaking of those NBA finals, uh, before we get to that, I wanted to ask you real quick, your thoughts on the Eastern and Western Conference. And I'll start off with the Eastern Conference first. I got a chance to see some of the teams already, uh, you know, at least a little, little bits and pieces, obviously in a, I guess, um, a form that they're still working out some of the kinks and whatnot but i want to hear your thoughts on the eastern conference who are you liking and who do you think might be a surprise coming out of the east well first of all i'm glad the nets didn't try and rush durant back or irving 
because that would have just been horrible. This isn't yeah. their year, and it wasn't supposed to be their year. So they did the right thing by both of them sitting out and waiting for next season. Um, you know, I, I think the Celtics have probably the, the probably the best shot of a dark horse team, even though they're really good. You know, everyone, I think, looks at the Bucs as the team that, that should win the East. And, you know, they have the best record right now in the East. But, you know, if anybody could beat them, I think it would be the Celtics. If, I just like Kemba Walker. If his knee's okay, I know it's still sore. I think yeah. that would be the team that, that could do it. But I don't think they're going to. I think the Bucs are going to go to the finals. The only problem with the Celtics is is their their front court, especially with a height issue, yeah. uh, as evidenced today. Uh, in the first half against Oklahoma City, where Steven Adams uh, was wreaking havoc. Uh, and that's something that they have to address a little bit better on their defensive end. But you're right. If they can go ahead and, with the players that they have, meet the challenge, Kemba's healthy. And then, obviously, they have a player that can, if he's you know, if he wants to, if he wants to go ahead and do it, go ahead and step up to become that superstar player then the sky's the limit for Boston, but definitely something that you have to worry about. But yes, with Milwaukee and all the, the players that they have there was Giannis Antetokounmpo. If Eric Bledsoe comes back healthy, I know he has the current fighting of coronavirus at this point in time, but yes, Milwaukee has a loaded roster as far as quality players are concerned. That can A lot of them, which can hit the three, which creates quite a problem for everybody else in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I mean, Boston seemed to have the the way to shut down Giannis, keeping him outside. And if they could do that, if they play him, you know, that maybe they have a chance. But I don't see I don't see that happening over a long series. Jason Tatum would have to play at a superstar level consistently over a seven game. Yeah, he's series. Had a, he had a great year before they stopped too. I mean, yeah. he's really turning into some flyer. Yes, absolutely. I couldn't agree with you. He may not be ready to yet to carry the team entirely through a playoff run, but there could be that point in time in maybe a year, two years, where it's going to be something where he could be one of the five best players in the NBA. I, I'm telling you right now, he's got a lot of tools that he can bring to the game. Without a doubt. I mean, it's, you know, the Celtics are going to be trouble for the Nets of the future with the way that they're building. Yes, yes, absolutely. And Danny H still has. Sorry to all Lakers fans out there. He still has a treasure trove of draft picks and assets that he can utilize still. And and for Celtics fans, that's a good sign. I'm, I'm sure there are many out there listening and watching right now. So things are looking good. You know, if you don't get this year, as long as the health of Kemba, like you said, with that right knee, they yeah. can compete now and they'll also compete later on as long as he stays healthy. Yeah, that that's the biggest issue right now facing that team. I mean, you know, if Kemba's healthy, they're a different team. If he's not, then I don't see that being much, much of different. You know, what about in the what about in the Western Conference? Because you have Toronto coming out of the East. It sounds like with Giannis and and the entire lineup of roster that you have there. How does the West looking up? You know, how's the West shaping up for you as far as well, concerned? I had the Clippers, um, you know, and then they they all started leaving. So I don't know. I mean. I really think if it comes down to the Clippers and the Lakers, and I think that they played two different styles all year. The Clippers played, we're just going to make the playoffs. We want all our guys to be healthy, and we're going to be happy. Where the Lakers want to be out, be out there and be dominant all year and get the number one seed. So I think they're totally two different styles of play, but I think what it's all said and done is going to be between one of the two of them. I took the Clippers, but with everybody leaving, I don't know. I mean, it depends on you know if these guys can come back. 
and you know be clear to play when it counts. I don't think they care about the eight games because they know they're going to be in the playoffs, but or seeding. So you know when it comes to playoff time, it'll depend if they're all ready to go. Absolutely, I agree with you on that. That they have that mentality and mindset. I mean, with the way they were resting. Uh, load managing both Paul George and Kawhi all season beforehand. You could see that that's their intent. And it, with a lot of these teams, just getting into the bracket as far as certain having your place, like for instance, for the Clippers, they don't care now with the way it's set up if they finish number two or number three, because they're five and a half games. So most likely they won't get the number one spot, but the number two or number three doesn't really matter because you're not playing where you have a great home court advantage. I'm sorry to the NBA. I know those video screens are back there. I understand that they might have, you know, your favorite uh, season ticket holders in the background, but still it's not a home game and it, you're really not going to get that vibe. It's, it, it's basically an even keel. So it really doesn't matter if you're two or three or you're four or five, just if you're making the playoffs as a whole. Yeah. I mean, it, there, to me, there's no home court advantage with this. So, I mean, it can make anything kind of happen with that. But I still I still think that the best teams will end up in the in the finals. Do you see some surprises at all? And maybe at least in the first round? Because a lot of people are thinking that because of these circumstances. I, I think the one team, if they get in, that could be a lot of trouble is Portland. You know, I think that, you know, you have Carmelo, who looks like he's in phenomenal shape. Damian is <laughs> completely underrated all the time. You know, I, I think if they can make, get the eight seed, they could possibly, you know, cause some trouble. If you saw the way Melo was trending on Twitter when they were playing and the way he rebounded the ball and you could actually hear every single word, F-bomb included, that, you know, you did when he, he rebounded, but he took it all the way, he took it all the way up court, passed to Collins, fast break dunk. They do look good. Uh, they are my pick to go ahead and be in the eight spot. In the Western Conference, I think they are going to sneak ahead of Memphis. I think they are, even with a Zion Williamson, they're going to sneak ahead of Memphis and Sacramento, San Antonio, and Phoenix. I think they are going to get, get the eight spot. I don't think they still have enough for the Lakers because in a matchup, and this is the reason why I think the Lakers would go away, is because in a matchup situation with a healthy AD and LeBron they are really hard to beat. People saw that in that first half, especially that second quarter against the Mavericks when they were in there, how dominant they can be once they're playing together. AD just scares me, though, with, with injuries. He gets yeah. the weirdest injuries at the weirdest times. He's yeah. phenomenal. When he's healthy, he's one of the greatest players, you know, without a doubt. But it's can he stay healthy and, you know, throughout the whole playoffs is the key. I agree with you 100%. He yeah. gets those little nicks. Gets those little injuries, the shoulder, the back. He actually had it on his gluteus maximus for earlier this season. So you're right. I'm not going to kid you wrong. He does accrue those injuries rather easily in the past. I'm hoping he'll stay healthy. And obviously the Lakers' hopes are riding on those two staying healthy. Yeah, I mean, the Lakers need him. I mean, LeBron can't do it by himself. You know, it's not five years ago, seven years ago. I mean, LeBron will do everything he can, but... You know, unfortunately, he's older. And, you know, if it happens, just slow down just a little bit. He's playing a little bit differently than he did, you know, five, six, seven years ago. But, you know, he still knows what he needs to do and does what he has to do to get the most out of his team. There you go. Could have said it any better myself. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. 
Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. The better that these Marvel films do, the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general, but other Marvel films also. I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. So before JB, we're going to have you go ahead and give a plug out there to all your listeners and all the, the viewers out there on why they need to check out your show. You've already had your Eastern. You already had your Western thoughts. I want to hear ultimately who you think is going to take the title once we get into the bubble playoff season. So I'm going to go with the Clippers. You know, I, I, I just think they're too deep. You know, I think the Western Conference championship is going to be for the championship. You know, whoever wins that's going to win. Um, I think it's going to go seven games. I think the Lakers are going to play him tough. Game seven is going to be a nail biter. But I think, you know, at the end, uh, the Clippers are going to pull it out by maybe one to three points, and then they'll end up winning the, the championship. Well, there you go. You're not the first to say that on the show. And, and again, I appreciate your honesty. And even though this is the Lakers fast break, we do have, you know, like I said, it has to be the honest opinion of our of our guests. And I truly appreciate you doing that. And that's why we go ahead and have these shows is so that you can go ahead and honestly express yourself. It's funny because everybody listens <laughs> to Lakers fans will go, Hey, that can't happen. That can't happen. But you know what there it's, it's not, you're not the first, uh, especially to come on this show to go ahead and say that you're not going to be the last. I'm assuming there's still a share of Lakers fans that believe the Lakers are going to win it. I believe the Lakers going to win it, but there's still others that could think Milwaukee, I've heard even Houston as a, a really, really long shot if their small ball works off, uh, pays off. I've heard Toronto even as a stretch out there because they think Nick Nurse can really work that magic. And he is an excellent coach. He what, is proven to be excellent. What a job they've done this year in Toronto. I mean, it, it's impressive. Probably one of the best coaching jobs of the last five to ten years. Absolutely. I, I agree with you 100% on that. And that just tells me right there that it's just more about – than just Kawhi when it came to last year in the championship and is proving why now that the, not only they were really rock solid team, but to have Nick nurse coaching them, it proves that Nick nurse should have been a Nick nurse should have been an NBA coach a long time ago. Oh, definitely. I mean, it, he's doing a great job. You can't say anything bad about what he's done. Well, before we head on out, JB, I want to go ahead and give you the floor and tell everybody why they need to check out your podcast, the program. Well, the program is a great interview show. I mean, we try and get behind the scenes and get, you know, beyond the numbers with everybody. We have some great media guests, some uh, phenomenal announcers, Dave Sims, Ken Korach, um, John Sterling, um, Hall of Fame athletes, Andre Dawson, um, father and son, Bobby Witt, and senior and junior. Um, so it's just, and we get behind everything. We have guys that, you know, we're in the NFL draft that are playing, um, hopefully this year. Um, so it's just, you know, and we get behind everything and behind the numbers and just who they are as people, what they're doing, how they got there. Uh, it's an interesting, you know, different type of interview. And besides that, I just started a, a new show with a couple other podcasters, um, Journey with the Jays, which is just an opinion type show, kind of similar to this. Um, we just break down the NBA and uh, NFL and MLB. So definitely check that out, out as well. That's Journey with the Jays, is that correct? Yeah. Journey with the Jays and also the program. 
You got to check out both of these shows today, wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's on one of those podcast feeder apps or obviously the big two, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and of course, everywhere else you get your podcasts. These are two great shows. I was just showing everybody out there on Facebook Live the program. And I'll tell you what, JB, it, you do an awesome job on your shows. Your interviews are quite compelling. They're really getting down to the nitty gritty when it comes to the sports world. And I wish you continued success. And hopefully you want to jump back on here at some point in time very soon. Definitely. And hopefully you come on towards the end of the season in the playoffs so we could see what's going on with the Lakers and everything with the NBA. I'd be honored to hop on your show. Be great. Uh, We could talk more NBA. Hopefully we won't be talking any more COVID or any type of family matter issues or family issues that these guys unfortunately would have to go attend and leave the bubble for, because I definitely like you as an NBA fan and a sports fan per se, want to go ahead and see everything on the up and up as far as the playoffs are concerned. Yeah. I mean, more importantly, we want everyone to be healthy and well, you know, that's more important than the the games. Although I'm so glad that there's baseball right now. It's something to do that's different. I realized last night, just watching the two games, I was so excited at one o'clock in the morning. I'm still watching the Dodger game. And I was like, wow, this is great. You know, I forgot what it was like. It's been so long. It has been so long, but I agree with you. The safety and health of everybody out there, that's what we're hoping for the most, whether it's the players or whether it's everybody listening and watching. I cannot tell you enough, JB, that I just truly appreciate you stopping by on the show. And uh, hopefully, like I said, we'll get a chance to chat real soon, and and hopefully we'll get to talk a lot more about what's going on in the world of sports. Definitely. It was a pleasure being here, and I appreciate it. I appreciate it as well. Once again, it's JB Ellis. you got to check out his shows today. It's the program, or JB, before we hand on out, any social media that they can follow you on? Because I've got it right here on the screen as well. You can follow me at Twitter at JB underscore the program. On Instagram, it's the program on believe, the underscore program underscore on underscore believe, B-L-E-A-V. And also the Believe Network page. There's over 300 shows on the network. You know, one of the top podcast networks for sports right now. So definitely check out all their shows. I will definitely check out all their shows indeed. Once again, it's JB Ellis, and I'll tell you what, JB, it's great to have sports back in our lives, and I'm looking forward to speaking to you again right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.